A quick message before you listen to this podcast. Due to the COVID-19 outbreak, it was recorded remotely and not in a studio. You may notice it sounds a little different to normal. Hello and welcome to our series of podcasts, which aims to help HR and employers during the COVID-19 pandemic. The economic implications of this current crisis for employers is unquantifiable. However, as managers and business owners struggle to save their businesses or have to make tough decisions about furloughing staff, I wanted to touch on the human cost of this current pandemic on the health and well-being of our workforces. I'm joined by Geraldine Joachim from Mind Your Business. Geraldine, hello, and thank you for joining me on today's virtual podcast. Hello. Now, we all know the government guidance with regards to staying at home, working from home where you can, taking care to social distance when outside, and washing our hands. But I'm sensing that for many, the speed with which COVID-19 has impacted upon work, jobs, families and children, and normal life has been like pulling a rug from underneath us. We found ourselves in a strange virtual world and reality. Geraldine, with regards to our mental health and well-being, what advice can you give us at this time? Um, one of the key things to do is really keep perspective. So make sure that you listen to official sources of information rather than all that sort of hearsay that's going around on social media. There are a lot of um, conspiracy theories going around, um, which just muddy the water, really. So just keep in mind where your source of information is coming from. And also bear in mind that the majority of cases of people who um, catch COVID-19 actually suffer very mild symptoms, some none at all, and many, many recover fully. So it's not a you know, complete disaster to have, the, um, to, to have the virus and then develop the disease, which are actually two different things. Um, but maintaining perspective is really, really key in your overall mental well-being. Now, you and I have been talking a lot in training sessions and at events about how we manage stress and we build resilience. Now, this is an incredibly worrying time, not just people worrying about their own health and welfare, but that of our partners, our husbands, our wives, our children, as well as parents and, and relatives, but also the great financial strain and, and worry as well. Now, what impact can stress and worry have on our bodies? So when we're in this um, a stress position, it actually impacts hugely on our immune system. We need to learn to manage those stress levels because being stressed switches off things like your digestive system, reproductive system and immune systems in favor of being in that stress response. Um, and when we're in this kind of prolonged state of stress, you know, every day waking up, seeing the news, every day worrying about your family, friends, colleagues out there, it really overloads your body with stress hormones like cortisol and adrenaline, which can have long-term detrimental effects. These um, hormones are not designed to be switched on all the time. Um, so it's really, really important that you get to understand your stress footprint, what keeps you well, what um, helps you to manage your stress levels, having some strategies in place that really bring down any anxiety you feel. Things like um, being able to move your body, you know, 30 minutes a day of low intensity exercise, great at the moment with the uh, nicer weather we're having if you can do it outside for that short amount of time. 
Um, also, make sure you protect your sleep. So sleep is a really key area that we've actually sidelined rather in our very, very busy lives. But sleep is a time when our body repairs, when cells renew, but also when we lay down long-term memories, when we um, process all the stuff that's gone on in the day. Another area to do is to manage diet and hydration, particularly um, being at home. It's very easy to forget to drink. You don't have the normal cues that you would have at work. Um, and particularly watching things like alcohol intake, because at the moment, you know, the days are drifting into each other and it almost feels like Friday every night. Um, now, alcohol in particular has uh, a detrimental effect on um, the immune system. And in, in particular things like um, our reaction to infections. Um, and for the smokers out there, if you do decide to stop smoking, well, now is as good a time as any, because just in you know, little more than two weeks, you'll see things like your lung and circulation functions improve. So managing, um, one of the key areas really is about managing your day-to-day -day anxiety. We're, we're hearing news all the time. Obviously, we've got um, the Prime Minister who's, who's suffering um, in uh, ITU at the moment. Um, and that really has a big impact on people's psyche because they sort of feel, well, if we can get it, then anyone can get it. Um, but actually, if we can just manage the amount of information that we're taking on board, and we can manage our anxiety using things like breathing exercises, grounding exercises. There's um, a really good uh, mnemonic called STOP, which can help you if you're in a moment of anxiety. So the S is for STOP. T is take a breath. O is observe what's around you. And P is to proceed. It really just brings you back into the moment. And finally, just take note of all the positives in your life. Um, Edith Gottberg is a PhD psychologist in the States and she developed uh, a, a series of, of things that you can ask yourself. So just notice the positives in your life through I am XYZ, I have XYZ and I can XYZ. It just again helps to ground you in the moment rather than allowing your thoughts to, to run boards too much. Thank you. That's really good advice there. But for many of us, um, we may be working from home. Some may not be working at all at the moment. Um, for me, I'm struggling work, being at home, homeschooling the children, worrying about them and, and their education. But is there any advice you can give for people who are trying to keep lots of plates spinning at, at the moment? Yeah, definitely. It definitely feels like all the parts of our lives have sort of rammed together in a, one massive crash, you know, children at home, partners as well at home. Sometimes, you know, working together with the, um, with the partners, you know, husbands in your life, wives, um, when you're used to being apart, that can, can have quite a big impact on you and your relationship. So tips around sort of being at home really is, is maintaining some kind of routine. So um, I know we're just into Easter holidays now and that can feel, particularly for children without the homeschooling routine, uh, you know, it can feel like they can just stay in bed all day, but really just have some kind of routine for, for um, you know, if you're continuing to work or even if you're, if you're not working, just making sure you go to bed at a reasonable time, getting up at a reasonable time. 
planning out schedules. I know um, we are limited on what we can do, you know, in terms of going out, but just having some kind of schedule in your day. Um, sharing your childcare as well. If you, both of you are working, it can be very, very difficult. You simply cannot childcare at the same time as trying to work. So sort of doling out who's going to do the, the childcare in the morning and then swapping the afternoon. Um, another issue is sharing space because you're probably used to having your own um, space either out in the office or if you, if you work from home, having your own space at home. Um, and that can be tricky because you're suddenly sharing it with, with you know, other people. With, you know, much as you love them, they're still infringing on your space. So just having an area, if possible, that you can clean your own. Otherwise, time when you can call an area your own you know, working it out between you. Um, another important thing is really about dressing for the place that you want to be and not for where you are. So there, there's quite a bit of debate at the moment about whether you stay in your pyjamas all day or, you know, what people are wearing and seeing all the Zoom um, images going up and people are definitely slightly more relaxed, which is absolutely fine. But just it helps with your mindset if you do dress um, slightly more work appropriately than for you know staying in bed all day, um, and not being afraid to ask for help. You know, everybody is feeling their way through this very very tricky time. It's um, you know nobody has all the answers. We're all having to get to grips with new technology, with new ways of working, new ways of dealing with people. So so ask for help, and people love to help if they can as demonstrated by the um, amazing response to the um, call out for, for helpers in the community. I think they had over three quarters of a million people apply to be um, community helpers. Yeah, um, the volunteers is amazing, you know, just asking for, for help and people were there, you know, willing to do it, which is, which is amazing. Particularly when really people can. aren't working at this time as well, isn't it? If people aren't working, they are able to do volunteer work. So actually, you know, there is a, an impetus there to, to go and help um, when perhaps you aren't working at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it makes you feel useful. You know, I know mm -hmm. we've got you know, our uses at home, but to actually be useful in the community to help others is an amazing thing to be able to do. And really um, good for your own well-being as well, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, we get so much when we give. It seems really odd, but the more you give out, the, the more you get back from it. So, um, yeah, it does make you feel part. And it also will help to make us all feel part of being in this together. You know, if everybody's pulling together rather than everybody just sort of hunkering down in their own homes, reaching out, you know, being using uh, technology to, to reach out to others. Um, it, it isn't necessarily about going out physically helping. You can also help just by being at the end of a telephone or a video conference call and just just having a chat being human with each other really um mm. really, there are you know there are no rules on this there is no manual of, of how to handle no. No. how to handle lockdown um so definitely we've got to do what we can and try and and try and see the the positives in it and um i read a quote actually it's from my son's head teacher which said you know at this point your child is not going to remember what maths tests they did or what the English module that they did whilst at home but they will remember the time that you were able to spend 
together as a family, going on walks, learning a new skill, doing some cooking. Um, so actually, I thought that was a really nice sentiment when we are sort of in this bubble to think, actually, you know, there are things that you will remember from this. So some positives that you can take away. But if we were to talk about what employers can do at this point, um, Geraldine, what mm. advice would you give for, for employers and, and business owners who are listening? really important to um, maintain connection between your you know between employees in, in peer groups but also between employers you know management and employees you know really across the board um, helping with um, well-being support perhaps making sure you have weekly check-ins um, with HR uh, you know and you can feel very isolated when you are suddenly and it's all happened really quickly that you get you know within the space of a matter of days people are suddenly being you know given technology to go and work from home or you know furloughing has come in very quickly as well um so those check-ins knowing that there is a point of contact um that the employees to ask questions and get support from and as i said you know not just between management levels but also here Peer support is really, really important. Mm -hmm. So, um, and having something that is, um, you can all, you can set something up formally. So once a week at set time, you will meet and have a chat. But it doesn't have to be a formal conversation. It doesn't have to be a formal conversation about how how work is going and what you know, what projects are underway, and what you know it can be a general one about well-being and does anybody need any help or support. Obviously, for, for um, an employer, they, they would be letting their employees know about any workplace support, sort of EAP um, programs that are in place. Um, and it's very, very useful to just remind employees that um, they can get help through things like the NHS um, website, you know, just to signpost to certain services. There are also a number of private services that work you know very well so things like psychotherapy is very very effective using tech so, so there's a lot of support out there um, but making sure that employees are signposted to it is really important especially if they're struggling they're not going to be the best place to start searching for it all mm -hmm. no I'd agree and I've seen some great examples of things on social media or things that I've also heard anecdotally about teams having virtual Friday night drinks um yeah. book clubs have started up virtually mm. baking competitions so there's some really great things that are going on out there to keep the connections if i could also add about what employers can do to support uh, their people at this time and i think absolutely communication is is key but also it's being patient um you know if mm. employees are working from home you know they're juggling the workplace pressures um that we've discussed um and again you know that added feeling that you're not 12 o'clock on the performance clock you're not giving 100 percent. that can also add to, to anxiety and as you've said Geraldine it's going to take time for people to get used to not only this working from home and juggling all the all, all the various commitments but also getting used to the technology the different working patterns um, so definitely you know being patient communicating but again that feeling as well of being honest with your people particularly those who have been furloughed or who are away from mm. the business keeping them up to date and and being you know being human with them you know people are genuinely worried at this time and, and feeling so uncertain so the reassurance that employers can give and the signposting and, and the help is is really really key um so we've talked about obviously staying connected 
Um, mm -hmm. There's obviously the flip side of that as well. And, um, you know, when you're at work, your day is, is punctuated by things happening. You know, you arrive, you've got your going home. So you've got your switch on, your switch off time. Now we don't have that because the hours sort of yeah. blur into one. So we're staying, we're staying, you know, online, which is fantastic. But then we need to think about the other the other side of that and switching off. And um, so, what advice can you can you give on on that? Uh, yeah, so it's really really important. Um, it, it's it's so easy to just allow the day to seed into the evening, you know, to get that one last email done or finish the uh, report you're working on. But it is really important to set time aside for other things, for family, for for your own well being, um, and to you know, to really put um, a, 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 a an end to the working day um, and also to have breaks in the day because, you know, it'd be very easy just to go and sit down at your your, your desk, wherever you've set up at, um, at the home and sit there all day and do nothing because we don't have the normal um, social cues that, that we have when we're at work. And I think managers are really key in that about setting um, if you like the parameters of the working day um, and also remembering that we all particularly at this time we will all have different times that we might be working so again you know if you're receiving emails really early in the morning or late in the evening remember that that might be the way that somebody is choosing to work because that's how it fits in with their day and I think sometimes when you get an email really late at night from your manager really early in the morning you feel that sort of pressure that you should be responding to it at that point so I think again it's about our leaders being very clear in terms of these are of course the expectations and, and these are when we need you to be available but also making sure that there isn't that added pressure that if you're getting emails late or getting emails early that you have to be always on so it's another key time for, for leadership and for managers to really set the tone and, and lead by example yeah yeah Geraldine thank you so much for joining me today and thanks so much for inviting me Emma it's um, great to talk about this subject at this uh, very difficult time we hope that all of you and your colleagues and families are well as we navigate this difficult time remember that it will not last forever but staying physically well and also mentally well, building resilience in ourselves and our people will help businesses and their workforces recover and re-engage with work and life when it restarts. My thanks to Geraldine for joining me today. If you would like more information about online training or support or help with your business at this time, then do get in touch. Thank you for listening.